Good morning, sirs. Good morning, mas. I want to appreciate the Lord. I want to appreciate God for the life of our pastorate. Thank you for the opportunity. I do not take it for granted. May the Lord continue to bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So briefly this morning, the topic we have before us is the true worshippers. And our text will be taken from John 4, verse 23. Our text will be taken from John 4, verse 23. The topic before us is the true worshippers. And the Bible says, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. The hour cometh. And the hour is what? Now. Somebody say the hour is now. <laughs> Somebody say the hour is now. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. John 4 verse 22 says, you worship what you do not know. Many of us at times, you know, when it comes to the issue of worship, especially people in my ministry, you know, we kind of often misunderstand worship and think that it is the ambience. When you come to church, you see the lighting, you see the mood lights everywhere. You see the keyboard is playing. It's giving you one very nice sound. Then the guitarist is playing. And you know, the atmosphere is just, you know, cool. And then the music soft. And then you begin to feel. You mean, oh God, the Lord is here. <laughs> Which God is here? When you, when you go to concerts that are organized by secular bands, for instance, when one band is playing, one band, that's the name of the band that plays for Davido. When they are playing, if you go to their studio session, when they start their ambience, you will start crying. So worship is not about the music. Music is just a tool to help you to worship God the better. So when we are talking about true worshipers, we are not talking about somebody that is and understands all the musical terminologies. I'm a small boy, I don't know anything, I don't really know anything about music. I just know small about music. But I know that there is something they call Reeves. And you see the person will come and you'll be like, oh, and they'll start doing all the musical gimmicks. And then you'll see people crying. It is not about the music. In John 4 verse 22, it says, you worship what you don't understand. So it means that for you to be a true worshiper, you need to have an understanding of the God you are what? You are worshiping. It did not say that you do not understand the music that will help you to worship God. Because when we mention true worship or true worshipers, the first thing that comes to people's mind is music. We are the instrumentalists. We are the singers that will lead us in worship. We are the singers that will lead us in praises. But as a person, 
you are supposed to be what? A true worshiper of God. Worship is not just about what you feel. It is about what you know about the God you are worshiping. To be a true worshiper, you have to have an in-depth knowledge and understand of the God that you are worshiping. The knowledge of whom you worship gives you the confidence in his might and his power. No wonder you see that most of our worship services do not really yield the turn around that we desire. Because we have so much downgraded the worship of God to just being led by our emotions and how we feel. And we neglect the aspect that says that we have to understand the God that we what? That we worship. When you understand the God you worship, that's where you can take stones and a sling and say, fight a man that is coming with ammo tank. That is when Nigeria, without the military equipment we have, can stand up and say, America, you people are doing any here. Oh, yeah, come, let's face it. Imagine Nigeria want, wanting to take over a world power that without them leaving their nation, only drones is enough to scatter a whole region. But when you have an understanding of the God that you serve, you know in the scriptures, it says that one of the prophets, Elisha or Elijah, when his servant was afraid and saying, Master, hey, what is going to happen to us? Are they going to kill us? This army is going to finish us. But he was calm in the storm because he knew he had an understanding of the God that he was what? Serving. And he said a simple prayer. He said, Father, open his eyes for him to see. And when the servant saw the multitude of chariots that were around them, then he knew that ah, these ones, they are small. When you worship God with an understanding that the problem you have is small compared to your God, then you see that sheep will begin to yield the fruit and the results you want. It is when you have an understanding of that God, when you know him, you know his capacity. It's just like you have someone, probably your father, when you want to go and meet your father, they tell you in school that you need 100,000 naira to pay for school fees. And you know that your father is Dangote. Oh, $10. When you want to go and meet your father and say, ah, Daddy, Daddy, have you eaten today? What do you want me to cook for you? When you are serenading your dad, I'm sure you know you have the confidence that the other want to ask after, he can give it to you, Right? Because you know the capacity of your father. But if you have been long gone, you don't even know what your father is worth. You don't know anything. Just imagine that DJ Copy now will leave London and come to Nigeria and will be sleeping under the bridge. Is it possible? No. She will check it into a five-star hotel because she knows that even if there's no money in her bank account, just a phone call to her dad is going to settle the bill. But we do, not, we do not have an understanding of the God we worship. That is why it seems that our worship as a tool of, of warfare 
is powerless. As a true worshiper, you need to understand what drives worship is not the music, but the knowledge of God that you know. How mighty he is, and the wonders of his work. No wonder Joshua 1 verse 8, Joshua 1 verse 8, says that this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. Because how can you understand God without knowing his word? It is the word of God that drives the worship of God. This book of the Lord shall out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have what? Good success. When you understand the word of God, then you have the knowledge of him. If you want to understand any material, if you want to understand any equipment, you look for what? You look for the manual. And the manual for the knowledge of God is what? The word of God. So if you don't have the word of God, if you don't study the Bible, if you don't know the word, you cannot have of God. And if you don't have the knowledge of God, you cannot worship him effectively. You cannot be a true worshiper when you don't have the knowledge of God. I want you to place your hand on your chest this morning and say, Father, I can hear you say, Father, help me to know you more. Help me to know you more. In the mighty name of Jesus. John 4 verse 23. John 4 verse 23. There is no way you can worship God outside in truth and in spirit. You know, when I was studying this scripture, the Lord opened my eyes to a certain. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You cannot effectively worship the Father without having the Son and the Holy Spirit. You ask me how? Jesus said, please can you open to John 4 verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers, we've dealt with that, shall worship the Father. Take note. Worship who? The Father. So every worship we give as a Christian is to who? Who are we worshipping? Please respond so that I will know your understanding. Who are we worshipping? God the what? He now said, and in truth. Come on. Now, let's refer back to another equation. Sorry, I'm a physicist. So we deal with equations, you know. This is equation one. Now we have equation X. Spirit is equation X. We are looking for equation X. What is equation X? Spirit. No, in truth. Truth is equation X. Jesus said, I am the way, the what, and the what, the life. So now, we are looking for equation X, the truth. Now, Jesus has said, I am the what, truth. So equation X is what? is solved. So let's impute this into this equation. Now, shall worship the Father in spirit and in what? In Jesus. So there's no way you can effectively worship or be a true worshiper without having Jesus in your life. There is no way 
that you can worship the Father without Jesus. And that is why I want to appeal to you this morning that when it is time for you to come and receive the life of Christ, please don't hesitate. Because we are in the season of Alleluia Praise, where we shall be giving praise to God. Trust me, over the years, we have had testimonies of what God has done in Alleluia Praise. This week is the week of Alleluia Praise, where we are going to be worshiping, we are going to be praising Him. But if you don't have Jesus, please stay on that Bible passage. If you don't have Jesus, Everything you do, you just come on Friday, you will dance, you will go. Nothing will happen. You will come on Sunday. In fact, let us invite Domwe, invite Junsi Oyekon, invite anybody. You will cry. You will feel the ambience. But without the knowledge. One, you need to have the knowledge of Christ. Two, you need to have Christ. Stay on that Bible passage, please. John 4, verse 23. John 4, verse 23. Now our equation is almost complete. And I said, and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. So when you have Jesus, you have the knowledge, the word, which is the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says that it is the Holy Spirit that will guide you into what? Into all truths. So you can't have the knowledge of God without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that will do what? That will guide you to knowing Jesus the more. And when you now know Jesus the more, you will be able to do what? To worship the Father in what? In spirit. The Bible says that I will send you the comforter who will guide you to all truth. There is an interpolation of the Godhead that formed the basis of true worship. The mystery of true worship goes back to understanding the three dimensions of God. And that is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For you to be an effective or a true worshiper, you need to understand these three dimensions that I've just said. Your worship is to God the Father, through Jesus, and through the help of the Holy Spirit. I want you to place your right hand on your chest this morning and say, Father, help me to know Jesus the more. And help me to listen to the Holy Spirit. And let the Holy Spirit guide me to all truth. In the name of Jesus. You know, there are other scriptures that buttress this point. But I'll just give you what is not acceptable worship. I'm going to give you just a few points. Exodus 1 verse 20. Exodus 1 verse 20. Uh, I, was, I was very surprised, but not really surprised, during the workers' meeting when our father came up and he mentioned Malachi 1, and I was like, God, this is how God works. It's like he just, he just peeped into my book and I was like, don't let me see everything this boy has written. Let me just pick one of it. Because I was like, Daddy, if Daddy should just expand it on this, then what do I want to come and say again? You know, because Malachi 1 verse 8 is actually one of the things one, Malachi 1 verse 6 to 10 was actually one of the passages that I wanted to use this morning. What is not acceptable worship? Now, we have gone past the stage of you understand what worship is. You know what you need for worship. But what is not acceptable worship? Exodus 1 verse 20 is when you focus on other things than God. Therefore, God dealt well 
with the midwives and the people multiplied and vexed and might. Exodus 1 verse 20. 21, please. 21. 21, 21, 21. All right. So, when you focus on other things other than God, then it is not acceptable worship. When you focus on the means, when you focus on what the tools that God has given unto you, your intellect, your finance, your capability, I am a fine boy, I am a fine girl. You know, like when it comes to marriage now, you know, ah, me misle queen. Like, you know how many proposals where I get? When you focus on these mundane things, when you focus on these things that God has given to you to help worship him, when you focus on them more than the God, then the worship is what is not acceptable. Wrong form of worship. Saul focused more on the worship than the God he was supposed to worship. I don't know if you understand. Saul, when he was waiting for the priest, because he didn't want to, to have a kind of bad reputation in front of people. He went there without being a priest and had sacrifice unto God. He worshipped God. But he was more focused on the worship than the God that will accept the worship. When you are worshipping God, don't focus on any other thing. Don't focus on the instruments. Don't focus on the vocals. Don't focus on the music. Don't focus on any other thing. But let your focus be on what? On God. Tailored ways of worshipping God. When you worship God according to the way that pleases you, you worship him with an attitude. And that's where Malachi 1 from the 10 comes in. Malachi 1 from 6 to 10. That's where it comes in. You feel that you can just come to the house of God and just worship him the anyhow you want. Because I am a tongue-speaking Christian. Makara. Yay. When, when they start like this, you are, in fact, you are everywhere. So you feel that you can just come into the house of God and decide. When they say, ah, let us lift up our voice to heaven. You are like, oh, when, when it's time, I'm going to say what I want to say. And that's the end. I have the spirit of Christ in me. The spirit of Christ is the spirit of obedience. You offer polluted bread upon my altar. And you say, where have we polluted thee? In that he said that the table of the Lord is corrupted. Verse 8. And if he offer blind for sacrifice, is it not evil when you are offering unto God what you feel like? And if you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor if the president calls for a meeting today. And says the meeting is for 7 o'clock. And you are here in Lagos. Tell me, would you rent a private jet to lift you up from Lagos by 4 a.m. so that you get to Abuja by 5 a.m.? Lagos to Abuja is 55 minutes now. Yeah, 55 minutes. If you jet, probably it's going to be like, let's say, 50 or 45. You will get there. I'm sure you'll be at Aso Rock before 6 a.m. and you'll be waiting. But when it comes to the things of God, you just do it casually. That form of worship is not acceptable. 
What is acceptable worship? Romans 12 verse 1. Ye present your bodies. Romans 12 verse 1. Romans 12 verse 1. Because of time, I'm just going to run through them. You present your body. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Another word for sacrifice is worship. As a living worship, only and acceptable unto God, which will now be what? Your reasonable service. So for your worship to be acceptable, you have to present your bodies a living sacrifice. How you treat other believers also shows how much you worship God. Romans 4 verse 18. Romans 4 verse 18. How do you treat other believers? How do you treat brethren in the house of God? How do you treat brethren in the house of God? So winning. You can read Philippians 1 verse 11, Philippians 4 verse 8, 1 Timothy 2 verse 3, praying for others. These are the forms of acceptable worship. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, 1 Timothy 5 verse 4, do not forget what others have also done for you. As a Christian, you say that whatever anybody has done for you, you don't need to say thank you. That is not, that is not of God. When somebody has blessed your life, then you learn to appreciate because if you cannot appreciate the man that you see, the Bible says that if you cannot love the man that you see beside you, how can you then say that you love God? If you don't love God, then how can you worship him? For your worship to be what? Acceptable. You have to what? Love God. For you to love God, you have to love your fellow man. You look at somebody by your side and the person is struggling. The person does not have what to eat. The person comes to you and be like, ah, my brother. Even though some abuse it anyways. You know, you understand. But I'm talking in the context of a Christian that genuinely needs help. And you have the means to help. It's a sign, it's, a, it's, it's an acceptable worship unto God. Because you are not giving unto the poor, you are giving unto Christ. And when you give unto him, you are worshiping him. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. When you suffer for righteousness... When you do good, it is also a form of sacrifice. But all this cannot happen if you have not taken the first step. You see that first step in that equation that talks about truth? That is Jesus. If you have not had an encounter with him, if you have not had an understanding, if you have not had a rapport with him, every other thing that I have listed here cannot work for you. There are benefits in worship. When worship comes, when you are in real worship with God, you see that everything that you want, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. Everything will begin to fall in place. Your life will begin to make meaning. So if you don't have Jesus, you cannot experience that life of worship. And that's why I want us to bow down our heads this morning. And all eyes closed. At this point, if you know that you do not have Jesus, if you know that the praise and worship session we did was just in waste on your life because, like I've said, if you don't have Jesus, your worship is not acceptable. 
I want you to raise up your hand this morning. Accept the life that Jesus offers. I want you to raise up your hand this morning. Lift up your hands wherever you are. That I want to accept Jesus into my life. I don't want you to be shy. Lift your hands to Jesus. Because it is not me you are lifting those hands to. It is Jesus you want to encounter. It is Jesus that saves. Only Jesus can save.